Welcome back to the show. There's no telling where we'll go. So come and share a laugh on the Imp and Skiz podcast. Clap along if you feel like happiness is the... What's the words? <laughs> what is happening? Um, Clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Is that the words? Uh, no, 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 oh. Don't hear my dad. Yeah, 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 your tooth. I don't That's know. the words. <laughs> I don't That's know. the words. Is that Bruno? This is weird. This is so sad. What are we talking about? It's Pink Floyd, dude. Don't do that. <laughs> I think it's Bruno. What is it? Anyways, we're talking about happiness today. I was actually, I, I'm not cutting any of that Worst out. intro Yo, ever. We're doing it. We're keeping all of it. It's because we start over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys get raw us, whether we uh, oh, well, yeah. know the lyrics and artists and all that. Are we, are we recording? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we're recording. I just had to make sure. Yeah. Anything else you want to get out of the way here in this awkward intro? Dude, if I had some gas, I would do it, but I don't. <laughs> I don't. I, I would. I, if I oh, did, I would do it, but I don't. Man. Well, first of all, um, hi, everybody. It's What's good. Up? It's good to see you again. And thanks for coming back. And um, we're going to do something different today. We're not going to talk about Minecraft. Yeah, I know. We, we really hitched our wagon <laughs> to Minecraft the last three episodes, right? When Scar, Scar covered the life series. Yeah. We're going to switch gears a little bit, go back to, because this podcast, we're all over the place. We've talked about ghost stories for the love of God. Yeah. We've talked about lyrics, so even though we, lyrics. obviously we aren't good with remembering uh, them. Well, that. Uh, yeah, we've, we've been all over the map. We've talked about some heavy stuff. We've talked about parenting. Yep. We've talked, talked about, about leadership. Oh, yeah. Yeah, good stuff. I mean, you know, we're we're old. And we've lived some life, and we have some stories to tell. We have some some learnings to uh, share with people, so hopefully they could not follow the same missteps we've done. So we like to we like to share and some insight that we have. And by no means are we, you know, professionals, you know, psychologists or or anything. And in, in, you know, our, our degrees aren't aren't really for this type of not thing. Even so close. so you know, obviously these are just going to be our opinions and our our thoughts on on certain matters. But today we're going to talk about happiness. Yeah. Which is a tough one for it a really lot of is. people. Because what what is it? Now, typically what I would do is I would actually look up the definition. But in this case, I'm like, I'm not going to do that. We all know, I mean, in regards to our general feel of what happiness is, what it is to be happy. But when you pump the brakes mm-hmm. and you think about it, I have actually, I have a hard time giving it a proper definition. Yeah. Like you can't, I mean, it's to, what, to feel happy? Come on. What is it to feel happy? Like, like it's, it's very circular. And so... The more and more I break it down, I don't know. I struggle with this one, dude. Not not with being happy, but I, I struggle with trying to define what it is. And I feel like since it's such an unbelievably moving target per person, there, there's obviously no one size fits all. Mm-hmm. That's why some people equate happiness to being very wealthy. But there's countless, countless people who are wealthy and miserable. Yeah, I mean, it's it, not a few here or there, or they're rare. There's lots of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. And I have my own theory on that. Um, and then there's people who they, they're, they, they're the furthest thing from wealthy, and, but they're just they're happy all the time. They're in hopefully real, right? But, but for the most part, it definitely seems like they are. I, I've worked with several of them in the past, and, and they just they don't have all the riches or the things that we would. Money isn't everything. We can say that, but it, it's a lot. <laughs> 
Money yeah. doesn't fix everything, but it helps. Well, I, I think what happens is when you don't have money, it's it's pretty painful, right? To yeah. just to to get through to make you know ends meet, as they say, to put food on the table, and so that's it's it's real easy to not have money and be unhappy because of that. Yeah, where a lot of people think that like money is just going to solve all their problems, and then if you get to a point to where you have money, you're like, oh, I should be happy. I have money, but yet a lot of people aren't. Well, why is that? Because Money doesn't buy happiness. Happiness is, is, is different for everybody. Like you said, like, um, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have said to myself, if I ever get a million subscribers on YouTube, I'm going to be the happiest person alive. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been wrong because yeah. I got there and I'm not the happiest person alive, right. you know? Um, so it's, it's, it's like even goals that you set for yourself may not be <laughs> the, the trigger between happiness and not being happy right you know it, it's it's going to mean something different for everybody and I, i'll be honest like this this topic actually scares me because when i think about happiness i sometimes worried if i'm incapable of it yeah you know what i mean yeah, i do know what you mean. that's huge we've had a lot of talks about yeah. this it's very very scary to think like i may never actually in my own mind be happy because i'm always like looking for the yes. next thing yes right your goalpost your goalpost is not um, ten yards in front of you, and if you go a yard, it's it's nine yards. Your goalpost is ten yards in front of you, and if you go a yard, it's still ten yards in front yeah. of you. And if you go ten yards, it's still ten yards in front of you. You're never, you got it. You know, yeah. You that that is a that's a problem with you. There's no, yeah. I mean, honestly, this you could you could be happy. You would only get there based on those parameters. If you are the richest person in the world, you own all the newest technology, <laughs> you have no problems of any kind, you, yeah. you experience no loss, no heartbreak, you experience nothing that's negative. It's Everything is, 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 and I'm talking about the, I'm talking about planet wise yeah. in the planet that you have to be, you would have to be number one, most wealthy person on the planet. And even then it's a stretch that if you're going to actually be happy, I have to have more subscribers than Mr. Beast. You'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> if you that's uh, that's no. tall order buddy yeah and that's what's so that's what's funny is that when we're all chasing happiness i don't know if we always know what we're looking for and i think the reason uh that a lot of people specifically find unhappiness when they do reach a state of wealth uh, or they do come into like a lot. We we associate money with happiness. They're not. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not. That's not what money is. Money does bring freedom. That's what it does. It brings freedom. Yeah. Um. But it also brings handcuffs if you're not careful. Because if you're not smart with your new influx of money, you're going to tie yourself to more debt and be in a worse spot than you were in. If you ever run the numbers in regards to people who win the lottery and what their finances look like five years later, it's jarring on how many of them go broke. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause they just, they want to see it with celebrities too. That, you see, yes, you do. Yeah, yes, that, you that do. Just like blow all their money and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think there is more pressure. Like once you get something, there's more pressure to not lose it. So yeah. you start to feel that. But then again, like I said, I think also comfort, it, like once you start to get comfortable, right? Like uh, let's, let's say you won the lottery. Right. And next thing you know, you've got, You've got like everything taken care of. You've got a personal chef. You've got somebody coming in, walking your dogs, picking up your do your dog's poop, even uh, cleaning your house, doing everything right. You've gotten so comfortable now that when something gets even the little bit, little bit discomfort, just a little bit of discomfort in your life, 
it feels so bad. <laughs> it stands you out. You know what like I mean? Thumb, yeah. It's so painful when mm. my landscaper showed up late today. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it's like this. You, then you start to fixate on the dumbest stuff that, like, when you were younger or or anybody that's like going through hardship it, it would be just like come on you're complaining about the dumbest things yeah and, and so you start to make these like mountains out of molehills because you've gotten so comfortable you're just looking it's like we're always like looking for some reason to be in discomfort yeah you know and i agree i agree but but if we can flip that then i believe that you can find yourself in a state of of happiness and peace i really do and, and here's an example right so i i this is this is bothering me, right? We, we know. So first of all, I feel like I should say to the ether, right? I, I went and found myself a neurologist. I got a lot of static online. Hey, I know I got crowd <laughs> applause here. Yeah, I got a lot he of did static, it. a he lot did of it. static. I know because what, what podcast did, did we talk about this? And you said, my homework is I'm going to go find a neurologist. Well, I did. And it just took a while. It took a while. You're yeah. a busy man. You fly to New York all the time and I'm gonna go back. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> but I, I went and got myself a neurologist and I, and I, I am experiencing like interesting problems with my right eye right now. And it's, it was enough to really mess with me. Yeah. Like it was consuming me right to where now I'm on steroids. It's just a two week treatment I got to do and I'll get, it'll be fine. Yeah. We were going to record this, this podcast like earlier in the week yep. and you're like, I can't, you, you, I can't do it. I can't see straight. Yeah. Like I can't see anything. Yeah. And I was like, well, that's a podcast. So you don't need to, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you. I can see how you'd be, it'd be hard to think if you can't see out of your eye. Yeah, well, it was because it, it, they had also, I went to a neurologist. And I also went to an eye doctor who sent me to a retina specialist. And, and in any case, I'm going to fast forward this story. They had to do some stuff to my eyes and it ended up doing more damage that day than I thought was going to, not damage, and ended up skewing my vision more than I <laughs> you thought were, it was. You were literally texting me with Siri because you couldn't see your I screen. Couldn't, I couldn't type on my phone. So yeah. th at that point, I'm like, yeah, you should probably just go home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we can do this another day. It's all good. But. It was crazy. It was crazy. <laughs> but so now I, I, now my left eye is doing fine. And it's, good. it sounds crazy, but I'm, that makes me happy. You know what I mean? If uh, I only focused on the right eye, then it was going to consume you, which it did for yeah. a couple of days there. But I'm not. I'm like, well, my left eye is fine, and and hopefully, and I'm on treatment. So all things considered, this is okay, and and it helped me it helped me deal with it, right? But if I just only made my life about the discomfort I'm feeling, then I would lose. Then I'm not paying attention to the fact that my left eye is working, and to the point to where. I mean, if I think this is bad, imagine if both my eyes had this problem. I'd be very bummed out, like yeah. super bummed out, and so. Instead, I'm like, no, my left eye is fine, and I'm probably going to get my right eye, my right eye back. I, it's only, but for the record, it's not like I can't see out of my right eye. I can see out of it, but it's like it's, it's like somebody's holding a really thick net in front of it, right? Mm. It's, it's really bizarre. So that put me into a place to where I was like, if you just focus on the things that you do have, then you then you're you're good to go. And we've touched on this uh, before. Where what would you? How much money? We all want money. How much money would it take for your entire family to be sick? No, no, you're not ever. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody's taking, not, not doing that. Nobody. Yeah. And if anybody out there had an answer, then you need to reevaluate yourself. If nobody, <laughs> nobody's doing that, which, which could be argued when your family's good and healthy, you're now the richest man in the world because there's no amount of money that you would be willing to accept for them That's to be true, sick. Yeah. Right. So I do that a lot um, in my life in, in terms of trying to seek happiness. But let me tell you this, and then I want to hear your take on what it is to be happy for me. And it took a long time to learn this. I was the furthest thing from happy. Miss me personally. I was the furthest thing from happy 
when I kept trying to find ways to make myself happy. When I kept trying to find ways to mm. make me happy, I never got there because it's, it's, I, we're, we're very similar. It's not attainable enough, right? But when I started making my pleasures in life around bringing great things to the people around me who I love, then I was happy. It was crazy. Yeah. Like when I started focusing on my wife, what, what can I do for her like right now? Let me listen. She, I, I heard her voice the way she was on the phone on the way home. She had a rough day. So, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to clear this kitchen up so that when she comes home, we're just going to sit down. She's just going to talk about her day. That's what she needs right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's what I'm doing. I just want to think about that. That's all I want to do. And I do it for my friends, too. And, and I'm not always right, but I do it for my friends to where I just pay attention to what is it that I can do that's going to bring them some peace, bring them some happiness. Because when I do that, I'm, 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 I'm happy. Those are attainable goals. But every time I was trying to make myself happy, it just this never worked. Yeah, I just couldn't do it. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I was just thinking, kind of along the same lines. It's like I, I'm I'm most unhappy when I know that like my wife or my kids are not happy. Yeah, like and so I'm thinking, okay, well in that regard, then if I just forgot about my own personal like wants and desires or whatever, I mean. Maybe my truest desire is I want my family to be happy. Yeah, you know, like if 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 my wife's feeling a little overwhelmed with you know juggling all the things she juggles, she's got a lot going on right now, and and I come in from a, a fun day of making content because that's what I get to do now, and so obviously I have every reason in the world to be happy because I've made this a reality. Uh, and then I walk in the door and she's unhappy. I'm immediately. Uh, unhappy like like yeah. forget forget how good my day was i i'm now just more worried about like what what do i need to do for you to make to make you happy to get you past whatever this is that you're going through and the same thing with the kids you know it's like um you know if my daughter gets into a fight with her best friend and she comes home sad it's just gonna immediately change my entire mood mm-hmm. you know or right now right now i've got a sick kid at home <laughs> and every day uh, this week he's come out and, and taken his temperature and just looks miserable. And I'm just like, Oh, I just want to fix him, you know? Yeah. And it's been hard to like stay in a, in a happy mindset, a positive mindset when you see, you know, suffering even, you know, from your own family members, you just want to fix them and there's no way to fix it. It's, you know, he's sick as a virus or whatever, probably. And it'll go away. But, um, so I very much feed off of, of the ones I love for my own personal happiness or, or my meter of right. happiness, if you will. But uh, yeah, for me personally, I don't think there's any way that I'm going to do something or get something that's going to make me happy because I just did that, like you said, right. because I'm going to move the goalpost anyway. So I trend, I tend to just inf- I focus on how others that I love are, are feeling. Yeah. Cause you, yeah, you move the goalpost anyways. And, and yeah. I, and I honestly think I do that. I don't think there's any amount of toys I could buy myself to where I'm like, Oh, and now I'm happy. You know what I mean? It doesn't work like that. I, my, my thing is based on. I just really want to be the best provider I can possibly be for my family. That's what I, that's what I want. Yeah. That's where a lot of my drive comes from or whatever. But when I really make it, when you make it about other people, this is just my experience. And it seems like with you too, when you make it about other people, the goals become very attainable. And it's kind of weird because since you're not them or whatever, you can almost identify what they need better than they can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And And you can make it measurable and you can go get it and do it for them. And, we're going to miss the mark sometimes, but more often than not, we're not, it's going to go well, you know? Mm-hmm. And, Oh, here's a good one. My wife. So she has her, um, hairdresser. I may have talked about this. I don't know if I did, but she has her hairdresser. She comes to the house, right. To, 
um, to do my house hair. call hairdressing. Nice. House call hairdressing. Well, I mean, she used to go to her, but like the woman had to leave the building she was at. So now it's like, she's like, I just do it out of people's homes and she's awesome. And my wife loves her and, and getting my, my wife, getting her, her hair done is like, it's very important to her. And, and she likes it. It's a good experience. She enjoys the hairstylist. Um, well, they do it in the kitchen and they had already done, we've done this a couple of times, but the last time they were going to do it, um, I knew they were going to do it like three o'clock or whatever. And, and my wife does the same thing. She comes home, she cleans up, she mops the place, she straightens the kitchen, she gets it ready. It's a big old thing after she just worked all day. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was having a pretty slow day and I work from home. So I was like, I know what I'm going to do. And so I did all that and I cleaned the kitchen and I polished the kitchen. And then what's more is I always, I make sure there's music that they can listen to. And I put four towels out or two, two towels out there. They always use two to three towels, but three towels, three towels out there, three freshly clean folded towels right there on the Island. There's your music. Perfect. You know, kitchen or whatever. And I was like, this is my wife's going to come home and see this and, and be like, I'm really loved. And that's going to make her feel happy because she didn't ask me to actually, not only did she not ask me to do that, she would never ask me to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause this is something that she does for her. And, and my energy in that was, I not only want to set this up so you don't have to do this. I want to drive home to you that I'm a hundred percent supportive of you doing this. You know what I mean? Like, cause mm -hmm. I think, I don't know. I, sometimes I think she feels bad and I don't want her to feel bad. Um, cause those, they're really expensive, but, but yeah. that's okay. They're, they're not, they're few and far between. My wife's the same way. Like always feels bad about spending money. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's, it's uh, like, yeah, I know. struggle. I really struggle to spend money. I do. And, and on me, I have no problem spending money on yeah. others. You know what I mean? Like anytime, like my daughter, you know, she's, she has sunglasses and, but they weren't really right for what she does. And, and she was wearing like really nice Oakley. So I'm like, where did you get those Oakley? She's like, well, I borrowed them from so-and-so. I'm like, well, that changes now. And so uh, my father-in-law <laughs> was over on the East side and I said, I, can you please take her shopping for Oakley's? I actually don't care about the price. I don't care. Just tell her, just pick one out and then wow. have her send me a number. So she did. And I loaded up her account and she bought these really nice Oakley's and she takes none of it for granted. But it was one of those things where I was just like, yeah, no, I want to be able to just give you whatever you want. I just, mm -hmm. that's what I want to do. And, and from a parenting standpoint, I still question as to how, how wise that is, but she's proven over it's, and over again. that Yeah. It's I, mean, I think that's where you have to gauge like how they act afterwards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if it starts to become, <laughs> I can tell a story about my youngest because we've had, we've had that moment where we had to kind of like put her in check, you know, and she's, yeah. she's 11 years old now. So, um, we, we went on a cruise, uh, just last, just not too long ago, a couple months ago. And, uh, we took her with us on the cruise. Well, the whole family went. And so this is like the first time my kids have been on a cruise. Uh, my wife and I have been on a cruise with, with you and your wife and we, we loved it. We absolutely loved it. And, and so we wanted to take our whole family. So we take a whole family on the cruise and uh, my youngest one absolutely loved it. She just absolutely loved the whole cruise experience. She was digging some, we were giving her some, some freedom, like go ahead and go down to the food court and grab self-sized pizza whenever you want. You know, that's 11 so year old, awesome. 11 year old, like that's a super big deal, you know? And, uh, and she would just get such a smile on her face, come back up with her food and, and know that she had done it herself. And then like just the whole cruise experience is just amazing. If you've never been on a cruise do uh, and you can, and you can, uh, yeah, do it. It's a, such a good experience. So <laughs> we get back, we get back home after the cruise. Perfect, perfect vacation. We loved every minute of it. And, uh, and we start talking about, she's, you know, what are we doing for the next family vacation? 
It's like, okay, well, the next one's going to be in the summer. You know, like we like to go to San Diego in the summer. We love San Diego just in the in the middle of summer. The temperature there is so nice. And we love being on the beach. Like we really love the beach. And to the point to where um, like 10, 12 years ago, however long it was, we started a, a going, we rented a beach house. Remember us, oh, and, us and our friends, mm-hmm. right? Um, it, was for, it was for a birthday. Yeah. And um, so we went and we stayed in a beach house on the beach in San Diego. And it was like the best experience ever yeah. to the point to where my family now like makes it a, a, a yearly tradition. That's awesome. To like get a VRBO beach house and to one where you can like walk out the back patio and be on the sand. Yeah. You know, I remember grilling burgers when we were there and I was standing on sand. Like yeah. that, like people, they were sand on the deck because the beach was right. Oh, it's just amazing. It's, yeah. It's the most amazing thing. So we've tried to do it every year. Obviously with pandemic, we missed some stuff, but, um, so, so that we told her, okay, so we're going to, we're going to get back to, to San Diego. We're going to do the beach house thing this summer. And she's like, no, I mean like a real vacation, like a cruise. <laughs> like, Oh my gosh. So now a beach house isn't good enough for you. <laughs> like yeah. we've now set the bar so high that that's now it or nothing in her world and i'm like okay it's time for a reality check you know like it's time to bring things down so i totally get what you mean like we gotta also be cognizant of like spoiling yeah is is what it's called because it's literally like they've gone bad they've got they're not looking at the the picture not like understanding the value of money and in the concept of of all this right it can get out of control so yeah we've had to we've had to do that but it sounds to me like you know yours at least with the the sunglasses it may have been a big expense but she she's she's she's, so she's very grounded and understands yeah. like this is not you know okay now how about a new bracelet you know or whatever yeah. like she's not going to start milking you for more no she never does in fact um last time i needed to go shopping for um my wife's it, it was either it was either christmas or a birthday i don't remember i told my daughter i was like she happened to be in town i'm like come with me because <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing. So come with me and help me shop for stuff because you know what, what mom likes. And so we did. And she picked out some really good stuff. Like she did such a good job and she was having the best time picking stuff out that she thought that my wife would like that, you know, mom's going to like. And I was like, OK, now for you. Like, and she's like, what? No. I said, come on, grab some earrings or something. And she's like, no, dad, no. And I said, I know you're eyeballing some earrings. She's like, I did see some. I'm like, just go get them. She's like, it's okay. I just wanted to help you. Like she got it and I had to talk her into it. I'm like, just go grab the earrings. Just do it. Because I was like, I want to do this for you because you really helped me out, you know? Yeah. So she definitely, she gets it. You know what I mean? She understands. She doesn't take any of that for granted. Uh, and that's good. So, and, and, and I'm with you. If I ever thought that that was going to be the case and I would probably be like, no, we need a reality yeah. check. Yeah. Here. Reality check yeah. time. And not, it's not fun. It's, you know, yeah. this isn't, you know, our topic's not parenting today. No, but, no, no. But yeah, it's never fun to have to like, you know, pull back a little bit when, when they start to, to start to ask for more. I mean, why, why wouldn't they, you know, like that's how, that's how it is. It's like, you give a little bit and and it's like, can I have a little bit more? Can I have a little bit more? Can I have a little more? This is like a constant test. They're moving the goalpost. Yeah. Believe it or not, that's what they're doing. They're, they're moving like, what is it? How can I be happy? And, and I think that it's a, like when that's, I think there's a reason why when people suddenly have uh, a lot of money, a lot of means, that they end up having problems. And I think this is the theory I was talking about earlier. And I, I did, I'm not a psychologist. I could be wrong here, but I think that when you have a lot of money, that money ends up moving distractions. Sometimes it brings in distractions, but it moves distractions. You don't need, I'm talking about sums of money. You can retire, right? Like somebody won the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have to work anymore, which was, you had to do it before. And it was an excellent distraction. 
Uh, you don't have to be frugal anymore, which the effort to be frugal was a distraction. All of a sudden, you have, you're, you have it all. You have it all. And I think all that does is clear the smoke and the fog, and it reveals a giant mountain of problems that have been lying dormant, hmm. things that you have not addressed yet. I think, that's, yeah. I think that's what ends up happening is that once things are taken care of, it just gives you, you're actually able to see yourself for the first time. And I think a lot of people get scared. I think that they get into a place where they're like, is this all there is? So I have nothing left to offer. Is there nothing to me? Was my mm -hmm. entire existence about trying to get money? And now that I have it, my entire existence is about nothing. And I, that's why I think you need to have the ability to pivot. Um, what feeds you, what, what makes you happy. And this is easier said than done. Definitely not something I've mastered, but there was a, um, a girlfriend of mine that I had, not a girlfriend. We need to come up with some, it was a friend who was a girl. I, you know, it's important. The, the story, the yeah. fact that she's a girl makes this important. She was a friend of mine. She was a girl. She was, she was a, my girlfriend, but she wasn't my girlfriend, right? Got she was it. just this person. Yeah, there you was got no it. romantic. Nothing like that. No. Part of the relationship. Now I will say this. Okay. I'm be very, very clear here because it's part of the story too. Super hot, like super hot, <laughs> like ridiculously okay. hot. Yeah. Okay. I'm but waiting to see why that matters, but okay. You're going to find out okay. because, because guys were always tripping all over her all okay. the time. Right. And, um, her and I just became good friends and it was really, it, um, it doesn't matter how hot she was. It really was a brother sister relationship. It just was, we just, that was our dynamic and there was no, nothing to be concerned about. I was, I'm like established in my marriage. I mean, it was actually a matured marriage and she was married and all that, but, um, her marriage, not so solid. Right. And mm -hmm. she just couldn't get happy and we would talk all the time. And, and she was, I remember she says to me, well, I don't know, like, what am I supposed to do here? Because I just like, I don't want to go home or whatever. I'm like, well, this is between you and your husband. You know, you guys got to work this out. And, and, uh, she would, the things that she would complain about were very trivial. Hmm. And I was, and I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to level with you then. And I, and I said, you're, you need to grow up. And I said, that's not what you want to hear, but you're, you're acting like a child. You're actually acting like a spoiled little girl right now. And I said, and you're never going to be happy if this is how you're conducting yourself. And so she went home and told her husband that. And apparently he went, yeah, go skiz. <laughs> like he was wow. like really into it. And, uh, and I, and so we talked more and more and more. And I said, you need to change what makes you, what you think makes you happy because she was doing some pretty self-destructive stuff because she just kept seeking something. She couldn't yeah. find balance. And to this day, I've always wondered, I, I, I feel like I don't know if that was good advice or bad advice. Part of me thinks now, cause this was many years ago. Part of me thinks now um, that it was not great advice because I don't think I articulated it very well. I said, change what makes you happy. Like you, like you can turn a dial. Hmm. I wasn't clear enough that I wish I, I wish I could go back and say, this takes effort. It does, but you need to find happiness in doing something for him. That's what you need to do. Like actually find happiness and joy in watching the look on his face as he receives whatever it is you did for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Whatever it is. Um, go find joy in that. And if you, if you can't find joy in that, then there's probably a different discussion to be had here. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's where I was just like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to fast track a divorce or anything like that, but you have to make an effort. You can't sit there constantly waiting for him to make you happy and you're not doing anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And by the way, I, the, the guy always trying to make her happy. Now he was aware of the Delta <laughs> And how she looked and how he, he was not, a, he's not a bad looking guy, but she actually just was that attractive. You know yeah. what I mean? It was one of those things where it was like arguably a mismatch, if you will. He, he kicked his coverage. 
And, uh, and he just kind of dealt with that. And, and, but he was always trying to make her happy and she, and it wasn't working for her. He was outwardly focused. She was very inwardly focused. Mm -hmm. And that is, uh, that's a marriage that's destined for implosion, right? If you have, if you have two people who are both inwardly focused, it's going to be pretty, a pretty empty marriage that they're both kind of faking it. When you got one who's outwardly focused and one who's inwardly focused, then you just have one who's consuming the other. Mm -hmm. Right. That's all that's happening. And it just gets to a point to where they're all that's left of the person who's is just a shell of the person that's left. And the person that's been doing all the consuming was never really fulfilled anyways, because they didn't never reciprocated. There's joy in reciprocating. Yeah. But when you have a situation where both are outwardly focused and they focus on what can I do for you? That's when that's when you have magic. I just think I explained it to her poorly. I just yeah. was like, you got to change what makes you happy. I got to be better than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, I know. Can I have a manual or something? <laughs> and to her credit, she yeah. said, how do I do that? Yeah. And I, my answer was, I said, it's not easy, but you, but you have to, you have to focus or try first, or something. First step is, is, is think about it. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. yeah. How, first step is actually be willing to entertain that. This is a yeah. path you want to maybe give a go. Yeah. But if you just keep making it about you, it's never going to get better. This all sucks because you're making everything about you. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Like, like I said, like, I'm not sure if I'll ever be happy, you know, and, and I, and that's just the me on me stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's the, okay. Okay. Obviously doing, doing well now money's money's okay. It's good. I don't have to stress about that as much anymore as I did earlier in life when I was worried if I was going to make a mortgage payment or whatever. Um, you know, our, things are good in that area. So now what am I mad about? Oh, I, uh, I'm overweight. Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's, 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 let's focus on that. I'm all, okay. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be upset that I'm, I'm, over, I'm upset that I'm getting old. Can't um, fix that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, so you start to focus on all these other like things just to, just to be miserable about. Yeah. And, and you can really just get like fixated on that instead of, instead of just like taking that minute, like you said, like. Maybe I don't think about the fact that, like you said, my eye or whatever. I'm going to think about the fact that I do have a good one. I still have a good eye. You know, instead of me being like, dang it, I'm so mad that I gained weight from during the pandemic. I'm going to be like, well, hey, guess what? I still have a able enough body that I can get my butt into the gym yeah. and uh, and fix that if I really want to fix that. we can. I can go pop on the, uh, uh, what's the, the, the podcast we did? What's stopping you? What's stopping you? I'll, yeah. I'll, po I'll pop on the what's stopping you podcast and get jazzed about getting after it again look at the know? feedback we're getting from people who listen to that podcast they pulled the trigger yeah they're th th it's inspiring me we released uh, an inspiring podcast called what's stopping you yeah. and the the uh the result of it is now come full circle and it's inspiring me the stories i'm hearing from the people who have changed their lives since that podcast is mind-blowing we might as well take a second to to do our own little self-promotion plug because i know a lot of people that are probably listening or watching right now are, are like, like new are to about? this podcast yeah. and you might actually be shocked that we're talking about this subject at all after you know scar and in the limited life discussions but we we've been doing this for over half a year now yep. 42, 42 episodes or something like this that this is the answer to uh the hitchhiker's guide to there the you go it's 42. yeah yep and uh pat Tillman's number as well. And yeah. uh, so uh, we did a podcast way in the early days. I don't even remember what number podcast it was, but look for it. Two. Uh, it was the second podcast we did. I'm pretty sure it was number two, I think. What's stopping you? And uh, we literally talk about just like motivation to to do things that you want to do. We'll pull the trigger. And, and it, was, it was. It was like super inspiring. Uh, at least that's what we've been told by a lot of people who, who watch the podcast, listen to it, and then went off. 
and actually did Dude. the thing they were holding back on. Yes. And yeah, to this day, I mean, half a year later, we're still getting people like, I listen to that podcast and because of you, I changed careers. Yes. And it's like, what? Yes, dude. People <laughs> look at us. They like, like we're courageous. They're doing things. So I'm like, you're my mentor now. Right. Like you actually went and did it. You just, yeah. Cheated. we talked about like, I think we talked about getting fit in that. And that was half a year ago. And I'm still maybe five pounds lighter than that day. I don't know. I've never looked greater. <laughs> this is not fat. This is one giant. I know. Muscle. I know this is coming off as very, um, uh, vapid. No, like vain, like, right. Like I'm just focused on like appearances, I, yeah, appearances yeah. right? Well, like, it, appearances aren't everything, but they, they mean something to me. And that like, it means it, like yeah. the way I look means something to me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, it, if it, if it doesn't mean something to somebody else and that's fine, that's a hundred percent. It, it happens. It might, it'll always mean something to me. Yeah. And I didn't, I tried, I mean, I tried, I'm going to get back at it again, again for the 50th time. Just but listen to the podcast, bro. I might have to, man. What's because stopping you? I don't know. Get in the so gym. Much. It's so hard. Get in the gym. <laughs> I get weekly, like every week I start the week off for like pretty good. Like every Monday I wake up and I'm gung ho, man. And I'm and by Wednesday, I'm over it. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like I slay Monday through Wednesday afternoon. Yeah. Like I eat perfect. I am in the gym. Like we have our own home gym now, which is super convenient. So nice and comfortable. And like, I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing everything right. And then like Wednesday midday hits and I'm just like, I'm so tired of doing the right thing. Yeah. Uh, can I get some beer and pizza <laughs> for dinner? Like, <laughs> Cause you wanted it. You wanted that was, you wanted the needle. You want, it's the same thing as a, as a heroin injection. Yeah. It just is. And I know this is not a popular opinion, but it is. We've talked about this. It is, man. Food is a drug. Oh, yeah. And it's, 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 we, we talked about this in that podcast. Uh, it's arguably more powerful than any drug you can imagine because I'm talking meth. I'm talking heroin because you don't have to do those to live. <laughs> you have to eat to live. And on top of that, it's a multi-billion dollar industry where people have made their entire life craft of, of making it a pleasurable experience. And it's so good. I love cheese. I love all the pasta and all that. But when you get right down to it, it's like, it's so bad. So you wanted the beer, you wanted the pizza, mm -hmm. um, knowing it was not good for you, knowing that it was going to, in the long term, uh, keep you even further from happiness or from fitness. But you did it anyways because you wanted that. I do it too, dude, yeah. all the time. I do it all the time. And you want to know what's crazy, dude? My wife is just, she, she looks great. She's working out a lot. She's wonderful. And I just want to give her whatever she wants. You want that gym membership? Go do that. You want the hair done? Go do that. You're awesome. Everything you do is awesome. And then she comes home. It's a long, hard day. She's like, can we get pizza? I'm all, we'll get pizza. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and part of me is like, oh, was I supposed to fight her on that? No, I'm not doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not doing that. Whatever she wants, I'm going to do it. And maybe that's bad too. But no, she hasn't taken advantage of yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, good. there's a certain point to where you, you're... You understand like when it's okay and when it's over the top. Exactly. And, and when it's Very over the good. top and you say yes, then you become an enabler. Right. Which I are I am. I like I, I like just because like I have a really hard time saying no to my wife. Yeah, I do. Too. You know, and, and so it whatever she wants, I'm gonna I'm gonna just be like, okay, yeah, let's do that. You know, uh, even when I know it's like, uh. Should we really get some drinks? Because I know how we're gonna feel in the morning if we get these drinks, and it's a kind of a weeknight, which feels bad, you know. Like, yeah. Um, and I know how we feel when we when we're doing everything right, when we're eating right, you know, not drinking whatever. Like our heads are clear, our our mm -hmm. energy levels are way better, and and so it's like, wh why would I 
do that? Why would I make that stupid decision? And then, and then you don't, you don't really regret it until the next morning when you wake up and you're like, Oh, I got a headache. Yeah. (laughs) That was so stupid. It's crazy. (laughs) I've I've, I've disclosed before that when I was younger, I used to be a smoker. I quit a billion years ago, Mm -hmm. but I used to be a smoker and in the process of quitting, that wasn't easy. Right. So I remember if I went a whole day without having, and I was never a heavy smoker, but if I went a whole day without a cigarette, it felt like an accomplishment. The next day comes along and that's if the cigarette's just calling to you and I would, you know, fold and I would Mm -hmm. have it and feel instant regret afterwards, instant regret. Now let's fast forward the clock. I haven't had a cigarette and I just, I literally have no idea how many years it's been. I don't have the slightest inkling to ever have a cigarette ever again. Wow. None. Right. And I, and I, and not, not like, Oh, I'm just that strong. It's not that it's quite literally the same thing as I've never ever wanted to do heroin ever. I've never done it, but the people who get hooked to it, it becomes their world. Yeah. Right. So when you get hooked to something, you, you'll do anything to get that something. And, mm-hmm. and, and so, but when you, if you can completely detach the same thing with eating, if we really like committed enough or whatever through time, you'd be like, I no, I actually physically don't want to get pizza. Yeah. I know what that does. To yeah. Me, you, you know? If you eat clean, like, and I say clean, but I mean, there's different versions of that, but yeah. if you, if you eat well, like healthy along enough that I think when you have like a cheeseburger or a piece of pizza, it's actually kind of gross. Like I've been there. Mm-hmm. I, I did. I made it through one of like 10 attempts, I think of doing what's called the whole 30 where it's no sugar, no grains, no dairy. I mean, it's like no everything, yeah. but it, it's, it's like just lean proteins, very like no added anything, no artificial flavoring preservatives, all that garbage. Right. Um, and so it's, it's hard, first of all, to even find this food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but when you finally do it, you're, you're like literally eating and you, you basically are training your body to stop living off of sugar because yeah. sugars and everything. I don't know how this became a diet podcast, but, um, <laughs> it's all related, but, man, but like, at, when I was going through that journey on the whole 30, when I was fine, when I finally had enough discipline to, to get through it, I remember like day 15, I had the most energy I'd ever had, like in my life. And I was in my thirties at that point. Um, and then by day 30, when it was over, uh, they say, you know, like you need to slowly introduce foods back in your life. Right. Because so find out what you're sensitive. Yeah. To. Because that's the whole point was you're supposed to like find out what you're what, you know, if I introduce dairy and all of a sudden my stomach hurts and maybe I have uh, intolerance or something. Right. And so it's part of the, the thing. Well, I didn't really pay attention to that. I was just so happy that I got through the 30 days and I think I went out and just got a cheeseburger Yeah, and I felt like yeah. garbage. Yep. Like I, I think I almost threw up. Yeah. Like it was that bad. It's, it's just because your body like gets acclimated. Like I haven't had soda really in forever. And I used to be addicted to soda. Yeah. Like to the point to where I would drink. They gave us free soda at work. Yeah, that was the dumbest thing thermos. ever. Yeah. The day, <laughs> the day they told us that they were going to give us free soda, like access to soda fountains that we didn't have to pay for. Yeah. I went out and got a giant 64 ounce <laughs> cup and, uh, and I would fill it up like three times a day. It was ridiculous. And it didn't it was make ridiculous. you happy at all. You, it didn't make me happy at all. You thought soda would make you happy. Now it's free. I'm going to overload on soda. And it just made you feel like Yeah, crap. what do you know? Like access to it is what. Yeah. And that's the same thing like with money. You know, it's like you got enough money to get DoorDash every night or Uber Eats or whatever you use. And you start doing that. Next thing you know, like food, the only food you want is that kind of food. Yeah. And then, and then you have health problems, overweight, yep. and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of what happened to me during the pandemic. To be honest, was mm. was just too many door dashes. 
Yeah, you just get used to it's the convenience of garbage coming at you because you tell yourself that's what's going to make me happy right now. Mm-hmm. And we all do it, man. Yeah, we all do it. And it's just, I just want to, I want to get back to what it is that, like, the core of what it is to be happy and to have peace and have balance. And I think it's exactly that. I think it's, I think happiness is not a temporary thing. I think it's a very genuine energy uh, that exists through balance. Like, I just, I just, that's what I think is this, mm-hmm. is this being balanced and balance can mean something different to uh, each person. And, and it was actually, it was the, we've talked about this when you and I had that crappy job uh, right out of college, we were there for a couple months and we were at lunch and, and you said, I'm out of balance. And I said, I, I lost him. He's leaving. Yeah. And I knew you were, and I knew it was the right thing too. Uh, but that was the verbiage you used. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, you said I'm out of balance, and and it, all of 20 years old, and I know using and, words like that. That's right. But <laughs> it was the, it was the exact right word, because you didn't say I'm not happy. You didn't say I'm upset. You didn't say I hate this job. You simply pointed out I'm out of balance. And what you were what you were expressing was I don't know where I'm supposed to be. I just know it's not here. Yeah. You know what I mean. And and sometimes that's reason enough. There, there, there is such a thing as just being like, you know, you can't, you can't change what makes you happy to such a degree that you lose who you are. Right. That that's, that's, I mean, maybe some people can SpongeBob maybe, but (laughs) you can't do that. You can't change the things that make you happy so much that you lose who you are, but you do need to be willing to turn some dials when needed. That was a big dial that you needed to turn. And, and, and I, and I still stand by everybody could benefit through just focusing on others. Like, like become, become more outwardly focused and, and seek out what others need and go get it for them. Go do it for yeah. them and watch what it does. I mean, for some people you might, you might not, it might do nothing, but I don't think that's the case. I, I think it has to be, it. I think it has to be somebody that you care about. Well, of course. Like, yeah. Like, I mean, well, doesn't maybe even have, doesn't even it have doesn't to have be. to be, but there Let's is intrinsically. There. Yeah, yeah. Intrinsically. If, if, if I did something that made my wife smile, that's going to make me feel, that's going to fill me up, right? That's going to fill my cup. Uh, if we want to relate happiness to a cup of water, that's going to, that's going to fill it up. Um, if I, okay. Uh, so I was in the grocery store the other day and I was walking down the aisle and there was a lady who was fairly short and she was trying to reach something on the top shelf. I'm not very tall either. But when I saw it, I, I was like, this is, this is, this is painful to watch. I feel bad for, you know, yeah. and, and I could have just walked on by, you know, doing, she wouldn't have even known that I walked by. She right. was so focused on trying to figure out how to get something off the top shelf. Um, but instead I stopped and, and said, you know, I can, I can try to get that down for you. I'm not much taller than you, but I'll give it a go. And, and, and she's like, oh, thank you. And, and she's, and I was like, you know, what do you want? And, and so she pointed it out and I, and I barely, I barely got it on my tippy toes, reaching up under the <laughs> under the shelf. You ever do that like trick where you reach it. up under the shelf and have to poke it for you? Never have to do that because you're a tall <laughs> jerk. Um, but so I got it for her <laughs> a, after yeah, stretching out as far as I could. I got it for her, and she was super appreciative. Yeah. And after that, I just had like I hate the grocery store. First of all, you know this. Yeah. But at that moment, I loved the grocery store. Like I, I just felt so good in that moment that there was like somebody in need. And I was able to help them. Yeah. And there is just something about doing stuff for others. And I didn't know this woman. I'll never see her again. No. I'll never see. Uh, chances are I'll never see her again. It doesn't matter because she was in need. I helped her out. And I'm sure she was. I mean, she did. She said thank you. And she's very appreciative of it. And and that was it. It was just like 
it's nice to like have humans like prove that they're good people, you yeah, know, it still exists. <laughs> it still exists. And this, they're bleak times that we're living in right now, but I venture every time has had its bleakness. Oh, it's, sure. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's just easy to see now because social media and yeah. everything's in front of your face constantly. And, right. and it's just making it seem like there's bigger wedges than maybe there even is. Right. You know? Yeah. Numbers would, or would tell a different story that it's, worse than ever but who knows those numbers could be a lie yeah but, because yeah because yeah. guess who's feeding it Ex- yeah. media and guess what they feed off of just getting attention that's it, exactly yeah. anyway that's a whole that's different a whole podcast thing. And, whole and, thing. and it's tough because like a lot of stuff gets politically charged too so it's really tough for us to get into these subjects because it's everything is dev- divisive about it yeah that like it puts us in a in a tight spot yeah too to where we have to kind of be like are we Navigate walking on the eggshells a little bit so um anyway yeah that's so, a whole other but, branch but i think but I, but honestly i think the reason that all ties in is because a lot of the awful stuff that is out there there's still so much good there just is right there's there's countless in fact i'm gonna start i already started collecting them at the end of my streams, I'm going to be doing um, a, a segment called Skiz Top TikTok. And it's going to be just like five to 10 TikToks that are like funny or uplifting, nothing negative. And there's a lot of negative, but there's a lot of great stuff. And yeah. because nice. because a lot of what I look at on TikTok, like the the good stuff, like, like the stuff with dogs or, you know, when people rescue dogs or somebody's doing you know just helping a total stranger i i like that stuff i watch the whole video so the algorithm is like this guy likes this kind of stuff so i get fed a lot of stuff right so i like it so i'm gonna be doing skiz top tiktok and and i'm just gonna do like five to ten um like every time i stream just at the end of them just to just have a laugh nine times out of ten it's because it's really funny you know what i mean it's like really funny stuff and typically, sometimes the funny is because somebody got hurt, but not, but nothing too bad. There's nothing too bad. But <laughs> I like the positive vibe of the nice stuff. I, yeah. I like that. And there's more out there than people think. But the darkness that's out there is also directly tied to happiness because what you're seeing is the result of people who are not only just inwardly focused, it's the only medium they know. Yeah. And when they get together, um, it's very, very bad. Because there's a reason the phrase there's no honor among thieves exists because thieves are as inwardly focused as you can possibly get, right? Well, there's like a, it's, a, it's like one of those things where it's kind of hard to watch, but it's also, it's kind of, it's sort of funny. It's also super justice. It's also really dark. It's where basically I, first of all, the way I feel about porch pirates, you have no idea how I just, I want to just put a box with a grenade. Uh, like I, I, People who steal packages. You need the glitter bomb, dude. I know. That's why Rover's my hero. Yeah. But um, (laughs) but there was some there a camera caught this where this car pulls up and then somebody gets out of the passenger seat to go steal the the thing. They grab it as they're going back towards the car. The owner comes out, it's like, what are you doing? And they go to jump in the car. They're half in the car. Car takes off, almost runs over them at one point. And I'm like, (laughs) You guys were partners seven seconds ago and you just ran over her. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like this, this right here. This is what happens when you think they wanted that package because they thought it was going to bring them some sort of happiness. They thought it was going to make enrich their lives. They joined in on this. As soon as risk was involved, whoever was driving just dumped her, just completely dumped her, left her. And it's just like, dude, like this is the most blatant example that when you're only inwardly focused, only darkness uh, is is a, is a response to that. Only darkness is a response. When yeah. all you care about is yourself, that's what happens. But we all are kind of, 
I don't want to say conditioned to do that, but I, I feel like growing up, you know, you got, you, you're looking after, you should look after yourself. It's okay to make yourself number one. It really, really is. But, but when that's your only vehicle towards chasing that balance, chasing that happiness, I just feel like we get lost. I yeah. just do. Yeah. There is something to be said about taking care of yourself too, because it's, it's really hard. Like this is something that my wife is, is now uh, coming to the conclusion of is, is that, you know, we've had three kids. She spent the last 18 years like worried about them first. Mm -hmm. Right. And just, and just making sure they had everything they need. Um, and they're getting, you know, and growing up is and putting them in a good position to, to be adults, right. And be successful adults. And so she's giving her all to the kids and not so much herself. And now she's coming to the realization that, um, because of that, she's, she's been void of, of self-care, right. Taking care of herself. And, and so, now there's a lot more focus on on that, right? Like, what is it that she needs? She needs, you know, some some time, some space yep. to to meditate or whatever, to read a book or, or just get away and, and just take some take a bath, whatever. Um, it's something that she never really thought of before, and it just kind of hit her in the past couple of years that she's like, I I need to take care of myself because I can't. I can't take care of other people unless right. I'm whole. Right, right. You know what I mean? You got to find that. Balance. Yeah, exactly. It's the so balance. yeah, there's a balance there as yeah. well. And, uh, yeah, I'm kind of the same way. It's like, it's like if, if I'm not like fully happy with things I'm doing, how am I going to like make somebody else happy? You know what I mean? Like it's even in creating content, like if I'm having a bad day, like a real bad day and I try to force myself to make content, it ain't going to be good. I'm not, I mean, I'm a professional, all, but like we've had streams together where you're like, something's off with you today, dude, you know, (laughs) Uh, and you can't, you can't always hide it. So yeah, you do kind of still need to put yourself first and be okay with that because unless you're whole, uh, you, you're going to have a really hard time making somebody else whole. Right. You know? Yeah. You can't, you can't leave yourself out, out to dry. Yeah. You have to look at, you have to, you have to put yourself first sometimes, but when you're first only like, that's it. Like I, like I, I can, you know who I'm talking about. I'm, I can tell you this I know people that their entire existence is about just them and the, in, in my opinion, the things that they're missing out on in life is severe. And they're going to get to a point, I think, in their, in their old age when they're going to look back and say, what was I doing? What, 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 is, what is this? Like, yeah. I, I was, all I cared about was toys for me. All I cared about was money for me, anything I wanted. I never once ever tried to make it about somebody else, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and when that's the case, I just, I just, and you know what? And you know what, dude? Maybe that's their balance. Maybe that's their balance. And they're just, I mean that, and they're just that self-centered. I guess that is worth saying like, like we're giving our testimony, our experiences through, through, you know, a a lens that we've lived. Right. Right. Our lens is going to be different than everybody else. Obviously there's going to be people out there that have, um, depression, mental health issues. There's going to be oh, of all sorts of, yeah. there's going to be people that, that just, they don't need companionship and they're happy being alone. You know what I mean? Like people are going to have different optics and different situations. So I, I think it's worth just saying like, this is just, we do recognize that the fact that, that everybody's going to have that differences in their lives. And we're not saying like, no, no, no. the way we think must be the way everybody not is and, and, no. and what they need. No, it's obviously not the case. I just, cause we do get that from time to time. I'm sure you've seen some comments on our podcast about like, well, you guys didn't really consider this aspect of, of, you know, There's my life always, is different than yours and, right. and you didn't, you didn't address that. 
We can't. We can't really. Uh, we can't thing. really asterisk everything we say with a with a you know. Unless you're this this right, this right. this should work for you you know or whatever. So just just something to keep in mind. I think it's worth just saying from time to time, just so people don't get the wrong idea. No, I understand. I I think, but I think the underlying message of today is when you're able to recognize that you're out of balance, be open minded on what dials need to be turned. Yeah, and I'm willing to bet that more often than not, you're you're probably a little bit too inwardly focused. You you mm-hmm. you, you might be. You know what though, dude? You might be a little too outwardly focused too. There's a such thing there too. You may, you may, yeah, that's just what I'm like saying. you were just talking ways. about, right? Yeah. You might have just gotten so used to only giving that you forgot that nobody's giving back to you, or or, mm-hmm. or you're not giving back to you even a little bit. Yeah. Like these are dull dials that need to be turned. But the bottom line is, if you're lacking balance, if you're lacking happiness, and you want it. And and just and also don't lie to yourself too. There's there are scenarios that they're like, oh, I'm totally happy. Are you? You know what I mean? Like they're like, really think about this. Are you? Are you genuinely grateful for the things you have? Not aware of the things you have. Mm-hmm. Are you grateful for the things you have? You know what I mean? Are are you are you actually happy or are you just not outwardly unhappy? Because those are very different things, right? Yeah. So, and for the record, I'm unhappy a lot. I really am. It's not like I'm just always this bouncy, gleeful. I think I have a pretty good disposition on on the things that I am grateful for, but it doesn't mean I'm not human. It doesn't mean I don't slip every once in a while. And when those times happen, I ask myself why. And more often than not, doing something for somebody else always puts me right back where I want to be. Yeah. (laughs) For now. That's that's good advice, you know, if you have it to give. If, If you don't, I would say try to at least once a day just think of one thing you're grateful for yeah. i know that's so cliche but it's not a bad idea but man. like just like i was i was in a recording session this morning and i was like man my day is so busy i gotta record this clip with you and then I got another <laughs> clip i gotta record and then i gotta go to a i gotta eat lunch i barely have time for lunch and i got a hermitcraft <laughs> meeting and then skiz is coming over we're gonna record the podcast man my day is so full i'm so stressed <laughs> and then i was like Actually, this this is my day. You just listed this is nothing but awesome this stuff. Is, this is uh, yeah. So then <laughs> after all that spun in my head, I was like, actually, that's the coolest day ever. Yeah. I get to make content all day long, yeah, and be with my friends and and just have a good time. Like that's my that's my life, you yeah. know. And so I was like, okay, there's that moment of gratefulness that you. I just shifted my perspective, and it's not easy. No, it's not easy because like we're so much more drawn to negative than positive. We've talked about this too. Like it's just, it's just the way our brains work. And some people even more so than others are just drawn to negativity. That's why the media is always shoveling negativity. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, just, it it just took a, it took that concentrated effort for me to be like, dude, stop. Why are you spiraling about this? Think about, think about really what you're saying and then put it in a different light, just shine a different light on it. And I was like, Dang, I get to create content all day with my friends, my best friend, you know, (laughs) even that's not stressful. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. You know, (laughs) it's so funny. You went through that list. I'm like, everything I know. That's why I did it. That's why I did it. Because (laughs) I know I know your your lens was different as I'm saying it than what I was like the lens I was using at that point of complaining in my own head to you is still things that you needed to knock out. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. To get on the other side of whatever the day. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just so weird to me. I mean, you know what? If I ever have the good fortune of also being a full time, con- maybe I'll find myself in the same bucket. It's and- easy. It, it's easy to, once you've gotten somewhere that you wanted to be, to then like focus on where you're not. 
Yeah. It's it's so crazy how the brain does that. Yeah. So <laughs> if I get there and I start doing that, you better hold me. You better keep you've me in put check. me in check. You've put me in check a few times. Yeah. You, you've caught me as I started to to go to slip. To, to slip. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, just reality checks. Yeah. It's necessary. But I mean, think about it. Like you see it all the time, you know, like child actors that that have issues. You know what I mean? Well, it's a like, lot of the time, that's a different dynamic. A lot of the time they didn't have a whole lot of say in what they were doing. And that's that's the stuff that breaks my heart is that the child actors, so the worst cases is when they had no say in what they were doing. Only their, only their parents did. And then their parents spent their fortune. This happens, dude. Like, it's like, what What in the, and that's a whole different, I know. Uh, yeah, saying, that's a different yeah. story. But like, like, it's just like getting so much attention and getting, uh, you know, all this stuff, you know, it, it doesn't matter what age. Right. If it comes, like you said, if it comes quick, like you're not used to it and then it comes, you win the lottery or whatever. And a lot of times, you know, as, as weird as it sounds, like I, I sometimes feel like I won the lottery. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like this whole YouTube journey, this whole, you know, getting over a million subscribers, like that's, it's pretty much winning the lottery, you know? Yeah, I, I it wasn't just all luck. I put effort into it. We mm -hmm. talked about this before. Um, but there's a lot of luck there. Is and, and I'm in a situation to where it's like, I should be very, very grateful of, of what's transpired over the past couple of years. Um, but going from, you know, it, it, not long ago, having to work a full-time job uh, and maybe not doing stuff that I absolutely loved all day long and then coming home and then trying to get the YouTube thing. And it was like super stressful. It's like now that I've been full-time content creation, it hasn't been that long. I'm already like forgetting yeah. how hard things were yep. you know what i mean and so then you become complacent and you get comfortable and it's like now the idea of like staying up all night to make a video is like heck no i'm not doing that yeah when before that was my that was my gig you know right. i'd stay up multiple nights a week and get zero sleep just about because i was chasing yep. it you know you got, and it's it's all the perspective think about this imagine because i have to go into the office tomorrow imagine you had to go into the office tomorrow just imagine it, it it's literally it a world be, you've completely forgotten yeah right and it seems like you like like the idea of that would you know make you miserable or whatever. Yeah, I do that. I'd have to like put pants on in the morning. Yeah. It's just like, come on. I'm going in, and here's the deal. I don't I don't necessarily want to go into the office, but I don't I don't have to. I'm choosing to. I'm choosing to because there's specifically something I want to tackle before this guy goes on vacation, right? And I've got to I got to do things that I'm not going to talk about here. It's boring, but I got to go do it. But then I'm like, I don't even have to. I'm going because I choose to. The amount of freedom I have, that that's me winning the lottery mm -hmm. is the fact that the reason I'm able to do any of this content creation stuff is because as, as of this current moment, I've got a tremendous amount of free. I start my days very early at work so that I can get to this stuff. But the amount of freedom I have, I'm, I, I, I won the lottery. I won the lottery too. I did. Yeah. I'm so fortunate to have the job I have. I'm so fortunate. And so that's why I'm just like, yeah, dude, this is. Right there. That's where I want my head to be all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, just being so aware of the things that we have because, because there's so much that you have at any given moment that you are just, just dismissing. You're just dismissing it. My brother used to tell me, you know, he said there was a guy who felt sorry for himself because he had no shoes until he saw a guy with no feet. And it was one of those <laughs> things where it's like, it sucks to always have to go like down a peg to, find out where you stand, but it's also yeah. not entirely unhealthy to just have a realistic uh, perspective on, on how, how grateful you should be. And sometimes it's not going to be, sometimes you have, it's going to feel like you have nothing to be grateful for because things got that bad, Yeah, but you'll get through it. You get through it and yeah. you'll be back in the plane of being grateful for things. I think if you do get yourself in that space where you're really struggling to find something to be grateful for, just, uh, just realize it's going to be temporary. 
you know, like, like wh- whatever hardships you're going through, like it's going to be temporary. Like if it's, you're going to be resilient, you're going to figure, figure it out and you're going to get past it and yeah. you're going to be much stronger for it. You know, I mean, Scar talked a lot about this kind of stuff on when we had him on and it was just like, I can't believe, oh my God. Oh, I, you know what I mean? Like the stuff that, the stuff that Scar's had to deal with through his life and the, and then the way he's approached it and just had like such a, a positive attitude after everything. It's just like, okay, like that's it. That's, that's the mantra that I want to have. That's the, that's the, the mindset in tackling hardships. Yep. If God forbid I ever have that big of hardship. I want to be, I want to be as, as strong as him, you know? That's why that's, there you go. That's why his affirmation was strength. And that after interviewing him, he is like, I don't, I know he's going to probably end up saying this, seeing this. So I don't want to say it, but I'm just going to, this is the honest to God truth. He might be the most inspiring person I've ever met in my entire life. And I've met a lot of people and I've met really, really incredible people, man. Mm -hmm. And I think he might be the most inspiring person I've ever met in my entire life. Absolutely. And that's when I was just like, dude, what the heck? Like that, that interview was therapeutic for me because it put me in check in a lot of ways. Like that, 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 that interview is one of the reasons I'm not really dwelling on the eye right now. I'm, wow. I'm, I'm grateful that my left one's working. You know what I mean? And then I'm going to probably get over this. I'm on treatment. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's like, I, it's I, I had kind of a what would Scar do type situation. There you, there, you know what I mean? There you go. All yeah. right. Well, that's it. You know, this this entire podcast, I'm like, okay, we're talking about, you know, how, you know, what is happiness and, and all this stuff. And I was like, you know, it'd be cool if we could really like give people an answer, you know, yeah. like here's, here's all you need to do to be happy. Just do this. Well, we just did it. What would Scar do? Just say to yourself, what would Scar do? <laughs> A lot of done pre- that's a lot of pressure on him but done. I, I can dig it yeah yeah <laughs> it's all we got yeah. i mean there is no answer there yeah. there is no answer like i said everybody's situation is going to be different um maybe some some advice you know maybe doing stuff for others will help fill your cup maybe maybe having not. a moment of gratefulness will fill your cup uh and maybe just understanding that that uh you know one foot in front of the other yeah. Uh, to, to get yourself out of whatever bad situation you might be in is all you need. Next thing you know, yeah. you'll look back and it's history. And if it's really bad, there's professional lines out there. Be grateful for that. Yeah. You yeah. Know, never be afraid to reach out for help. Yeah. That's but a big thing. The bottom, but the, again, I just want to reiterate it one more time. The bottom line is in regards to seeking peace is recognize if you are out of balance, recognize if you are, and if you are be open-minded on what dials you need to turn. Yeah. You know, and you're not going to always be right, but sitting it's there idle changing nothing. It's always going to be easy to turn the dials. No, no. It's going to be, look at the feedback we're getting from the people that got courageous after the what was, what's stopping you. Man, they took some risks and we're seeing great things. And I'm imagining there's probably whole new stresses that, that have been invited into their lives, but mm-hmm. there's a whole new, whole new foundation of potential and happiness and balance for yeah. them, you know, because they just got themselves into a pattern that they knew was wrong and they were out of balance and they just dealt with it. And they it. were courageous enough to turn some dials. Yeah, it's impressive, man. Yeah. Very cool. Okay. Very cool. Good one. <laughs> it's so funny because when when, uh, when Skiz and I decided to do this topic, we said, well, I, you know, I, I was like, well, what, what, we, what exactly are we going to get into? Like, happiness? Okay. And he's like, let's not overthink it. Let's just, let's hit record and see what happens. I'm sure it'll go somewhere yeah it went a couple places it did all the way but that was fine it was fine that's what we do man (laughs) we just talk and riff you never know what you're gonna get when you tune into infant skis no you don't um but hopefully it was enjoyable anyway so i guess we should wrap it up here yeah we still don't have like a a proper outro so you just oh (laughs) 
Bye. See, you never know what you got.